Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, a podcast that takes just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Primack. On today's show, Amazon makes it official and the spiraling fall of General Electric. But first, President Trump versus the media. No, this isn't about Jim Acosta and press passes. Instead, I'm talking about Trump's ongoing interest in creating legal headaches for big media companies. The latest example came yesterday when Trump said that Comcast, quote, routinely violates antitrust laws, end quote. Now, to be clear, there has been no such finding of that from Trump's own Justice Department. None. Or as Trump himself might say, fake news. What Trump seems to have been referring to was a request from small cable operators that the Department of Justice open an investigation into Comcast for antitrust violations. So at best, we have the beginning of an inquiry, not conclusions from one. But Trump apparently already has his mind made up, and it raises big questions about how those opinions filter into the Justice Department particularly one now run by Matt Whitaker. And remember, there is some precedent here. Trump said on the campaign trail that he was opposed to AT&T buying Time Warner, and once he became president, his Department of Justice did sue AT&T for antitrust violations. Now it lost and appealed, and House Democrats say they want an investigation to find out if that suit was really prompted by DOJ concerns or more by Trump wanting to bruise CNN which is owned by Time Warner. The bottom line here is that business loves certainty, and in the media business, there isn't any right now. I'm not asking you to feel sorry for the cable companies, but it's worth remembering and realizing we might soon see a big slowdown in consolidation until everyone figures out the rules and who's actually writing them. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper on this with Sarah Fisher, Axios media reporter. But first, this. Axios gives you the news and analysis you need to get smarter faster on the most important topics. In our unique smart brevity format, we cover topics from politics to science and media to tech. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now back to the Pro Rata podcast. We're joined now by Axios media reporter Sarah Fisher. So, Sarah, let's start with Trump's tweet yesterday about Comcast, which seems to have stemmed from this American Cable Association request for an antitrust investigation. I'm curious, what do you make of the ACA's request or their claims that there's antitrust violations of Comcast? Well, the ACA and other consumer protection groups have been alleging that Comcast has exploited its dominance amid its merger with NBC Universal since 2011. So I'm not so surprised by the letter. It does come amid more reports that Comcast is potentially exploiting that dominance now that some of the restrictions from its merger, its uh, behavioral conditions have expired. But it's not totally unsurprising this letter is happening. It's totally surprising that the president's tweeting about it. He's not supposed to be meddling with this, but he is, of course. But just because he's not supposed to be, it's surprising that he's meddling in this? I guess it shouldn't be surprising, right? We've seen him do this countless times. It's just surprising because the president or anyone from the White House or the executive branch really should not be interjecting themselves into affairs with the DOJ or any other independent agency. But, you know, you're right. This has become sort of happenstance for this administration. Tell me if I'm wrong here. So the request from the ACA came fairly recently. We don't know yet whether DOJ is actually pursuing an investigation to Comcast, do we? No, we have no idea. That raises this interesting thing, which is that at the Department of Justice right now, you obviously have turmoil. Jeff Sessions fired last week, acting AG Matt Whitaker in there, who most people seem to believe is a Trump uh, acolyte to a certain extent. How does that factor into all of this? The idea that the White House now potentially has more influence at DOJ than it did before. Well, we don't exactly know without an investigation to understand what the relationship was between Jeff Sessions and then Macon Delrahim, who's the head of antitrust at the DOJ. We don't know that Sessions was necessarily pressuring Delrahim to be 
taking a look at the AT&T Time Warner case or any others. So I don't know that it will be different with Whitaker. All I know is that Trump is, you know, supposedly has this good relationship with him. And so it makes it more likely to seem that if there was to be somebody that's pushing the DOJ to consider something it shouldn't be, Whitaker might be someone who would do that. We also don't know, I mean, that it, maybe it wasn't Sessions on down. In theory, and, and we have no evidence to support this, but in theory, there could have been, you know, pressure applied directly from the White House directly to Del Rahim, not going to Sessions. And, and that kind of leads to what Adam Schiff said on our HBO show the other night. It sounds like House Democrats want to investigate here and see kind of what those relationships are, particularly related to the antitrust lawsuit on the 18th. Time Warner merger. That's exactly right. So Schiff and now Democrats behind him are sort of working the narrative that says, look, we need to look into this and see if Del Rahim or anyone at the DOJ was swayed by the president's tweets and comments about wanting to block the merger, particularly on the campaign trail. He kept saying over and over, we need to make sure there's no more media oligarchies in the United States. But the truth here is that the DOJ, a bait, not a great one, did have an argument for why they sued to block the merger in the first place, which is that they thought that it would bring consumer harm. And so some of these interest groups that you're seeing that are lobbying to have the Comcast merger reviewed, some that are still lobbying to have AT&T Time Warner overturned. They're arguing the same thing. The problem is just that, quite frankly, there hasn't really been any justification that their arguments are really that great. The AT&T Time Warner thing, it was decided by a federal judge, but then there was an appeal, which is still ongoing. Do we have any sense on timing when we're going to get a a result on that, on the appeal? No sense on timing, but there's been a few things lately that have complicated what that appeal could look like. I mean, the first is that AT&T, which owns HBO now, through its acquisition of Time Warner, failed to come to a distribution agreement with Dish. In 40 years that HBO has been a cable channel, they've never had a retransmission disagreement like this. So what the DOJ has alluded to and others is that, well, this is anti-competitive behavior now that you own a TV network. You're trying to leverage your exclusive distribution to steal someone else's customers. With things like that happening, that changes potentially what it could look like if someone was trying to stop, again, this merger from going through. But if you talk to people in Washington. And if you you listen to Randall Stevenson, the CEO of AT&T, by the way, Randall Stevenson, it really doesn't sound like there's much water to that. I will say Stevenson was very intrigued, seemed he was speaking at a Wall Street Journal conference on the West Coast yesterday, and he seemed uh, intrigued. uh, Let me say this. He paid attention to Adam Schiff's comments about an investigation into the original reason for the original antitrust lawsuit. Yeah, he paid attention. He acknowledged it. And there are a few other people at that conference who talked about sort of freedom in the press and where things are headed. But at the end of the day, Randall Stevenson seems very confident that this merger is going to stand. And it is, to his credit, really hard to overturn something like this. We've seen with Comcast, NBC, Universal, people will allege that you're exploiting dominance for years and the merger still won't get overturned. It's unlikely that it's going to happen in this case. Bigger picture here. Given, you know, the fact that DOJ did go after AT&T Time Warner, it lost initially, but still caused AT&T and Time Warner a lot of time, certainly a lot of money, a bunch of uncertainty. You've now got this potential issue with Comcast. Is the media merger market, it felt like we were kind of in the midst of a game of dominoes with everybody <laughs> trying to team up with everybody. Is it going to cool off a bit? Because it seems that the White House doesn't just have bark here. It at least is trying to actually bite. I think there's two things that would push business owners to think about reconsidering whether or not they're going to merge amid this political climate. One is, of course, what you just said, is that there's a lot of reconsideration around current mergers and what the White House thinks. The other is what happened with Sinclair a few months ago. They wanted to merge with Tribune Media. They sort of misled the FCC about some of the divestitures that they would make as a part of that agreement. And that poured a lot of cold water on Sinclair as a potential merging partner in Washington. Nobody thinks that the FCC or the DOJ is going to look twice at them now that they've done that. And that also sets this tone for media companies. The DOJ and the FCC are going to be 
applying very serious scrutiny to anyone that's trying to merge with another company, not just that you will abide by the right rules like AT&T and Comcast once you complete your merger, but that you're honest up front about your plans. Sarah Fisher, Axios Media Reporter, thanks so much for joining us. My final two right after this. Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech from the Valley to D.C. Subscribe to Get Smarter Faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is Amazon, which this morning confirmed it will split its so-called HQ2 into Northern Virginia and Long Island City and also add a large facility in Nashville. So now let the repercussions begin both from losing cities that believe they got played and also from those in winning cities who want to know full details on what incentives Amazon received, like tax breaks, and what's going to happen to housing prices in areas that already have rising home prices. And finally, General Electric is one of the most iconic names in American business, but it's also in crisis. Shares fell around 10% over the last couple days. Its debt is nearing junk status, and it recently cut its dividend to just a single penny. The big question here is what comes next? And it's a question because new CEO Larry Culp is keeping his cards very close to his vest, maybe major downsizing or perhaps just selling off a few more business lines. Either way, GE is guaranteed to lose even more of its luster. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Adam Grassi and Tim Shovers, have a great National World Kindness Day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata podcast.